Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you back in. It is our number two of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM from our Circa Sportsbook Studios here in downtown Las Vegas. We already had three hours over at South Point with Jeff Parles and Wes Reynolds. Here we are with Amal Shaw, Ben Wilson with you on an action-packed sports Saturday. Run for the Roses in a couple of hours post-time uh, as you get a look at the big, uh, busy book behind us, Kentucky Derby Day here uh, with that post time in uh, just over a couple of hours before 7 o'clock on the East Coast. We have NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, some all to talk about, full Major League Baseball slate, tennis is going on right now, and the Bucks and Celtics are underway. 16-13 start. I know you've not been uh, impressed with the shooting we have seen by either team to this point. Yeah, that's quite a violent. <laughs> <laughs> the reality is, the ball, yes. uh, Particularly well... Um, but, you know, tight game so far. Missed opportunities by Milwaukee to kind of pull out a little bit in front. This the NBA is a game of runs. But, you know, Ben, you brought up a great point that I think you're seeing in this game, especially if you have the under. This is really a half-court game. Outside of one errant pass by Drew Holiday that Robert Williams was in the backcourt on, um, you haven't had a chance to really see a team get out and fast break or really run out. And so you're seeing those things. Uh, Giannis took a three-point shot, which I didn't agree with. Um, you know, you're not a three-point shooter. Giannis is actually a terrible three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. If I'm Boston, and rightfully so, what they're doing is they're playing off of him in that spot. Let him shoot the three-ball anytime he wants. As we see Grant Williams hoist up a three-pointer, Horford gets the offensive rebound and gives him another opportunity. But it's really a struggle for both of these teams in the half court. Give these defenses a ton of credit. Ben, I think based on the way this game's playing out, I don't know how to finish, but... 
If this game doesn't find overtime, we could see a scenario where this next total is probably at 207.5 or 208. That's what the uh, the live total we're seeing as low as 206.5 right now. Uh, Bucks and Drew Holiday get a bucket in the paint. So 18 13 Milwaukee, 335 to go first quarter. Bucks closing here a two or two and a half point favorite. Amal, you have Milwaukee on the side. I have under uh, 212.5. That was the pregame total. This thing got as low as 211 before things closed. And so far, the two teams are a combined two of 11 from three. Jalen Brown just uh, does hit a bucket uh, right here. But the whole drop coverage concept, too, and when we go back to last playoffs, that was a thing everybody talked about with Milwaukee and why, oh, this could be the kryptonite for the Bucs if the more they play drop coverage and give up open threes. But the reality is, and as you discussed, when you're in a half court and you're forcing teams into difficult contested threes, even if you're playing this drop coverage that at times, like in game two, can come back to bite you, where the Celts hit 20 of 43 threes. Realistically, that's not a sustainable outcome, though, over a seven-game series, is it not? No, not realistically. But I will say the way guys shoot three-pointers these days, it wouldn't surprise me if a team could do it over four games. You have to do it over four. You don't even have to do it over the entirety of the series. I think when you do that against Giannis, it works, but I think everybody else on the floor, you don't want to do that, as now they close out quickly on Bobby Portis, and I thought he got fouled, but... Uh, misses the putback, an easy opportunity there. Should have used the backboard, would have gotten a deuce and put Milwaukee up by eight. But we're seeing a game now starting to pick up a little bit. But the problem is Boston shooting the basketball. Um, I don't know on the previous possession who missed, but we saw uh, Williams miss two three-pointers. Jalen Brown just missed another one. And with Giannis on the bench right now, Milwaukee with an opportunity really to extend extend the lead, but neither team can get consist- mm-hmm. consistency on the offensive end. Yeah, still 21-15 Milwaukee as we cross the two-minute mark there. Uh, in the first quarter. So we'll keep uh, tabs on that. We have our second of four NHL playoff first round games to get underway. Puck drop at the bottom of the hour in Nashville at Bridgestone Arena. We discussed that uh, all before our, uh, our in our first hour segment there with the Avalanche. I'm now seeing as high as uh, minus 250 in the market at BetMGM. Amal and I both think, there, look, there is a, there's a legit shot that uh, the Preds will be live in this game to win down 2-0. You can get as high as plus 205 in the market there uh, at uh, six and a half. So we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. But I'm, if you wanted to take a flyer on a, on a Preds plus two hundred five today, I, I think you and I am all in agreement. Would not would have no issue with that play. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the other thing: if they score the first goal, now you're going to become a favorite, and it's going to be a marginal favorite. But the reality is, you can take the other side of mm-hmm. plus price, and now you have a free roll in essence, right? Like let's say you put hundred on the Preds to win two hundred five, and they score the first goal. Now, all of a sudden, Colorado's probably plus 110, 115. You come back, you take the avalanche for 100. Now you've got, you know, in essence, zero to win 105 or zero to win 15. Which is one of my favorite ways to bet women's tennis uh, as well, where oh. you see, I mean, we could have, a, we could do a three-hour show on in-play women's tennis, just the two of us, uh, I'm all. Uh, like how many times you see a woman you know one break of serve and all of a sudden a two dollar favorite is a dog and you're like uh why and you can just you know get right on it absolutely right so well anyway we will have more tennis discussion as well coming up uh, in just a little bit as far as the mlb action that we are seeing today don't want to neglect that either uh some finals today reds use a seven run bottom of the eighth inning to not only uh win and, and put an end to what has been one of the most dismal starts tied to the second worst 25-game start to a season in modern MLB history at 3-22. and But they beat the Pirates today, first of a two-game doubleheader as dogs against JT Brubaker. They get the win with a seven-run eighth. Game goes over in a 9-2 win for the Reds. Uh, other finals as well, Kershaw, Clayton, his first name, and the Dodgers go to the north side of Chicago and take down the Cubs 7-0 in a game that goes over the total. Dodgers win as big favorites. Another, other finals we have seen, 
uh, as well. Actually, those are the uh, the only two for now. We still have two games in action. A couple of postponements, though. Rangers and Yankees, that game washed out. Same with Mets and Phillies today. If you're looking to get involved with those games, all, uh, you cannot do that. But the other games still to go. Uh, Blue Jays 7, Guardians 1 there, bottom of the 6th. That's already gone over. Gausman uh, continues to pitch so yeah. well. He's By the end of the day, his ERA is going to be whittled down to about uh, 2 there, uh, pitching, in, uh, pitching by uh, the lake in Cleveland. Yeah, this is a great opportunity here. If you are the Toronto Blue Jays, you beat a number one starter in Bieber. I don't think too many people are questioning his ability. And Milwaukee comfortably out in front, uh, just in the bottom of six, though. But, you know, the way these bullpens perform, you just never know how far away you are from a potential comeback. Right. Uh, I've seen it so many times throughout <laughs> the course of the year. We saw the Mets the other night score seven runs in the ninth inning against the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. 60-1 to one on the live line there. The, the Mets uh, had lost their previous 330 I, I, games, went down by six or more in the ninth. I don't think that's high enough because I think it was like a number of 800 teams had a six-run yeah. lead or greater. It was, to, uh, to be exact, I had I had, had this pulled up because we do the, the yeah. run line Sunday nights here. We and Adam Burke on Beeson. Uh, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. 857 straight losses yeah. by MLB teams. So I, I'm, yeah, that should have been like 600 to one. But yeah, exactly right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you took a stab, you're like, this is awesome. I want a 60. Fangraphs had a had it 0.2 percent probability. So whatever those implied odds are, yeah, probably much greater than That's 60 exactly. to one. That's for sure. Uh, other game going on: Sunny Gray and uh, and the Twins. Twins have taken a one nothing lead there in the bottom of the sixth on James Caprellian and the A's is about a 210 to 220 favorite today. I have to admit, I was a little. We always see this. Like I had a bet on the A's under 69 and a half wins preseason. They get off to this great start. They win their first couple series, and you're like, uh-oh, what, what's, what's happening with this A's team? Uh, it has now come back to earth, and they are now on about a 63-win pace here, Amal. So I, I, feel, I feel confident now in that, in that season-long play. Yeah, I think the one thing in baseball, sometimes panic sets in for people, but it's a long season. Yeah. And, you know, a stretch, if this happened in the middle of July when they started the season, nobody would be concerned. But it happens later on, it's, it's a different perspective. Or it happens early on, it's, you know, so things are always based on those types of things. Right. That's it. We we remind people that every year. Like, don't freak out because the yeah. team you bet under starts six and two. It's, it's exactly. 162 games. A's are now 10 and 16, uh, by the way. And down uh, down one nothing. Twins just took the lead there uh, in the bottom of the sixth. Uh, as we go toward the end of the first quarter here, again, this uh, in, in this NBA action, I'm all still 22 19 bucks uh, on top of the Celts' final 30 seconds of the frame. And yeah, not, not much has changed here. I have to think. Especially from the in-game, like this is probably just if, if you miss this number and you haven't gotten in on the total, I, like I don't know at what point do you do you feel like okay you you've missed a, a good number here, but it's it's only going to keep dropping. I'm seeing it as low now as two oh three and a half. Yeah, I wouldn't touch it at this point in time. You're eight points off the original, but it's not just that they've scored forty one points, which is a low number, but they've really both struggled shooting the three point shot. Will that stay this way? I I don't know. I mean, it's very easy to have a second or a third quarter where you know both sides get to thirty points. Right. They've gotten opportunities in terms of shots. You know, they just haven't knocked them down. Yep. And and as a result, uh, timeout taken for the Bucks. So yeah. uh, you have a chance to get in on this as well. Bucks minus two and a half to three and a half, two oh three uh, and a half as well. Yeah. I like. There's no no scenario where I'm I'm thinking okay, like I'm I'm going to try to chase this this number if I missed it. Uh, you're down ten almost ten points here from the pregame total. Yeah. Uh, but that is, that is where we're at there uh, in the NBA. While we have a couple of minutes, Amal, we we promised this we'd get into the rest of the NHL uh, slate, rest of the day here. We'll get, to the, we'll get to our tennis uh, in, in, a, in the next segment because I'm really excited to talk tennis with you. Mutual Madrid Open going on uh, right now. However, we've got, we got NHL. We can get into, but you have, you have thoughts first? No, I just think, you know, the French Open is going to be unbelievable. We'll get into the breakdown in terms yeah. of both sides, men's and women's. But, you know, I think hockey is another great sport to bet in-game. Basketball is probably the best sport to bet in-game, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But I think hockey is another good one because 
you have opportunities when a goal is scored. Generally, you don't have a barrage of goals. I mean, you do have goals scored a minute later, what have you. But there's still opportunities to take plus prices and fluctuate back and forth in them, just like in basketball. Basketball, I think, is the best, though. Right. Well, and I wonder you know, how, how we think this plays into game three on the slate tonight, which is Rangers-Penguins, a game or a series that has just yeah. been all sorts of crazy <laughs> back and forth. We're 1-1 right now. Uh, just to put this in perspective, Igor Shesterkid for the Rangers so far, 118 saves in two games on 124 shots on goal. Three, three overtime game in game one, which is partly why, but a 95% save percentage. Pittsburgh without Ricard Raquel, Brian Dumerlin, down to a third string Coley and Louis Domingue, who replaced Casey DeSmith midway through overtime in, uh, in game number one. Pittsburgh, if you look them all at the, at the advanced numbers, they've controlled the, ex- the expected goals, the puck possession, the, uh, the shots, o- over 60% of the expected goals, but they're banged up. Third string goalie against a white hot guy uh, in, in a netminder in Chesterkin. Basically a pick them today. Just looking at some of the updated uh, prices on this in, in the market them all. Uh, now seeing uh, the Rangers as high as minus 120 in this game. It is in Pittsburgh. Series tied at 1-1. How, how would you approach this one? Well, I, I think I would look at the the Rangers here. You mentioned DeSmith's going to be out for the rest of the playoffs. He has the core surgery, core muscle surgery there. And uh, Louis Domingue really struggling. He's been a journeyman player most of his career. And you saw that he played well in game one in the overtime but I also thought Pittsburgh was the aggressor in that game. This would be an interesting one. Shesterkin's probably going to win the Vesna. He's been outstanding for the yeah. Rangers. He he has been the difference maker for this team. You know, there was conversation about potentially winning MVP, the heart uh, the heart trophy. Mm-hmm. But uh, to me, it was really came down to what Austin Matthews was able to do, and I think that'll be the difference. So, but you can ride Shesterkin. That's why I think the Rangers are very much a team that's dangerous in the Eastern Conference. They've got the best goaltender going right now. Hey, you think about Jordan Biddington from a few years ago. Yeah, St. Exactly Louis right. will be the guy to replicate that. Uh, Shesterkin certainly could be uh, that guy. We'll be back. Talk some tennis. Mutual Madrid Open in progress. We'll discuss next here on Betting Across America. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. First bet wants to get you ready for horse racing's triple crown with a great offer for new customers. Sign up now with promo code Vegas22 and bet at least 25 bucks on the Kentucky Derby, and you'll receive $25 in free bets for both the Preakness and Belmont Stakes races. You must sign up with First Bet by using code Vegas22 to qualify. So register today with code Vegas22 at vcin.com slash horses with post time about two and a half hours away from the Kentucky Derby. Thanks again to Mike Peranio giving us his insights. Uh, few minutes ago, Mandalay Bay Race and Sportsbook Director, as we are back, Amal Shaw, Ben Wilson with you. And, uh, end of a quarter here, Amal, just getting underway. Quarter number two in Milwaukee, not exactly uh, a, an offensive display that has advanced basketball very far, but it's a 22-19 Bucks lead through one here. Uh, these two teams, they combined three of 17 from three, and that kind of in a nutshell describes what is going on, what has been a very much a half-court game that's been sloppy to this point. Yeah, absolutely. Just 41 points in the first quarter. Didn't look at the field goal percentages, but uh, obviously not that strong. But here's the thing, though, Ben. This is where the totals can be a bit challenging at times. It's very easy for this one to see it kind of going over if you took an in-game number that's far mm-hmm. lower if teams find a, kind of find their groove offensively. Like. 197 and a half is a low watermark and it's yeah. one of like if you're if you took this uh, total under pregame 212 and a half where you've got a potential 15 point middle i mean it, it, it's tempting I, I think the buy point might be i'm off we get you know another five points or so lower and you get it i mean you start opening up 20 point middles in, in an nba playoff game it's it, those are very hard not to want to get involved in uh but i'm with you and you have these two teams Bucks 9 of 24 from the field, 36%. Celts 9 of 28 at 30%. They do just get a, a Al Horford 3 to tie us up, though, 22 apiece. Uh, first minute of the second quarter. Uh, meanwhile, in the tennis, been wanting to talk about this, all because we have the Mutual Madrid Open going on yeah. uh, right now. Women's final is in a third set. Men's semifinals today. This is the big tune-up event before the French Open. Uh, first off, with the, with the live action, we'll, we'll discuss first. I know you have a bet on Onjabur. This is the women's final, the Tunisian against Jesse Pagula. They are in a third set here. Jabur is up a break, but down not 30 love here, serving up 3-2 in the third set. I know a little bit of a sweat for you going on here. Yeah, I mean, Jabur to me has been tremendous so far this tournament. Really took out Halep and no problem. Uh, Pagula's really played well. Uh, I think she's a real quality player. She wins this one. She'll be in the top 10 in her career for the first time. But Jabur on the clay court has had a good year and has gotten better and better. These two have faced off previously. Um, you know, Pagula's had some success, but this is a match where it's going to come down who can mitigate their mistakes at this point in time. 
as we are really at the business end of the set right now. Uh, 15-30 Jabour serving. Uh, Pagula got a nice little break as the ball hit the net and fell over on Jabour's side. So um, if you got an in-game opportunity, you know, if you want to take a shot with Pagula, it's not a bad play simply because in women's tennis, you're never out of yep. it. Uh, that's one thing I like about the women's game more than the men's. The men's game, on clay now you're never out of it, but on the hard courts and grass, it's so hard. Once the serve is broken, you no feel question. like the set's going sideways. Uh, Pagula, at, at least the DraftKings, plus 235 live right now. Jabur's fought back to 30 all. Uh, and Pagula, who is known more as a, a hard quarter, really good success at the Aussie Open. Uh, so impressive to see her making, yeah. as you point out, Amal, such a deep run here on clay, whereas Jabur, much more of that all-around uh, player, very solid on clay, the, the crafty uh, Tunisian. So still yeah, a long way to go in this match, 3-2 in the third. Do you want to get your thoughts, though, on the men's side, where yeah. we had, like, a... We, I don't know that, that changing of the guard or a torch has yet been passed, because until Rafa Nadal is... Yeah, is, is retired and, and fully dethroned at Roland Garros. It is still his tournament to win. He is still going to be your favorite. But we saw yesterday, he goes down. You see the French Open futures as they stand. And that name that a lot of casual betters of them all are, maybe not, don't know of. Carlos Alcaraz Garfia, young Spaniard who is just an absolute machine. Reminds you a lot of a young Nadal when you watch him, even though their, their styles are certainly different. But he beats Nadal yesterday, then takes out Novak Djokovic from down a set, wins 7-6 in a third set breaker as a short plus 115 dog. He is already in the final, awaiting the winner of Stefano Tsitsipas and Alexander Zverev, which they play uh, here in about an hour's time or so from Madrid. But uh, what can you say about a guy in Alcaraz who is, has really taken the tour by storm, uh, for, like first winning his first ATP 1000 title at Indian Wells and now backing it up with a, a great showing here in Madrid? Yeah, he's a tremendous clay court player. He's going to have the success on clay, not to the extent that Rafa's had. I mean, nobody yeah. will ever be able to duplicate that. I mean, Rafa's lost three matches in his career at, at the French Open, twice to Novak uh, last year, and then uh, once in 2015. The, the Robin Soderling, Soderling yeah. Uh, match, yeah. That big, big shot. Big and, shot. And well, you know, the Soderling one, he was a bit injured. And, you know, to Rafa's credit, he's never blamed the injury on that. But look, on clay, as, as well as Alcaraz has played, give him a ton of credit. He's got to finish this out now, right? Because you're looking at potentially Sitsipas. I think he'll get through Zverev because he's better on clay than Alexander is. Um, he's 3-0 and against Alex on, on the clay court, so I think he's got a great opportunity to be able to exceed the expectations and win this tournament here. However, the difference is when you go to Roland Garros, it's best of five. And I got to tell you, there is a whole different animal when you got to play Rafa and the Joker on five sets. Sitsipas was up 2-0 in the final last year. And a friend of mine and I were like, dude, just bet Novak. He's going to come back and win. Mm -hmm. This is what the greats do. Their ability to bounce back in situations where you feel like, hey, I'm six games away. I'm going to win this set. I'm going to win uh, the French Open, my first Grand Slam title. Then you see why the guy on the other side has already had 19 getting to 20 there. That's what makes the difference. And as well as Alcaraz has played, I'm telling you right now, the Joker doesn't have the reps yet. And you look at uh, Rafa, I'm not completely convinced he's 100% healthy. But uh, I, I still think Alcaraz in 2023 will be my favorite. I still think the Joker is very dangerous. I think he can beat anybody. And I think Rafa is going to be dangerous. My concern is a little bit more with health. Novak, by the time we get to Roland Garros, he'll have played in Rome. He'll have enough of a tune-up. I, I think he'll be ready to go. Well, it's it's going to be as fascinating of a French Open as I can remember, yeah. given given the uncertainties. I mean, Rafa traditionally has been a you know a even money to minus money favorite to win this. You right. saw a moment ago plus one sixty, trying to bounce back from the loss last year, as you mentioned, only the third ever that Roland Garros, Djokovic, who we weren't even sure if he'd be able to play because of after not being eligible to play in the Australian Open due to his vaccination yeah. status. Now he's good for the French. He's going to be good for Wimbledon. We, like there's a lot of it's been a very odd year on the men's side because of how Djokovic's status 
has, has basically held everything up in the air. Uh, but here he is, and he's going to be, uh, he and Alcaraz appear to be plus 250. I'll, I'll be very curious to see, though, how the odds change after this weekend, especially if Alcaraz does come out and, uh, and win the whole thing. Yeah, I think there'll be a bit of an overreaction. And yeah. look, not taking anything away from Alcaraz's performance today, but I'm telling you, you get you go into that fourth and fifth set, this is where Joker has made his money in so many situations. I've seen it down in Australia so many times where he'd be down and he comes back. We saw it last year again, as I mentioned, at the French Open. So always an opportunity there. But Carlos Alcaraz, to me, if, if some of the uh, offshore places and some of the other places have better options in terms of betting, and you could bet to potentially to get to a semifinal. He's a guy I would take automatically to get yeah. to a semi if he doesn't have to face the Joker or Rafa in that particular situation before he gets there. Um, th- these three guys, I feel like, and probably along with Sitsipas, because Dominic team is not healthy right now. If team is healthy, I'd put him right up there with Alcarez and these other guys, just a shade below, you know, Rafa and Joker on on the clay courts. Yeah, team twenty five to one. People wondering about Daniil Medvedev, who's more of a, a hard quarter. He's you know, twenty to one. This is by he's he's joked about how he hates playing. At, he yeah. can't win on clay, so not not a whole lot of love for for Medvedev up on the men's side. Want to get your thoughts on on the women's side in a second? Just a quick update though on in uh, in Boston and Milwaukee, Jason Tatum. Basically draws an and one on a dunk where he takes a hard elbow from Giannis and Denikupo trying to block his dunk and, and catches him right around the shoulder neck area. Goes to the bench, was being looked at. They reviewed it for a potential flagrant, deemed that it was just a common foul. Tatum comes back, makes the free throw, but I mean, it was a, a pretty physical blow that Tatum took. And that's something I'm all that bears, bears watching here down the stretch. Bucks up 31 30. We're at the 740 mark to go in the first half. Yeah, he was looking at his wrist when he fell down, so that's an area of concern. Uh, he's still out on the floor, so I think he's fine. But uh, I was really surprised they were looking at that as a flagrant foul. It just I was too, yeah. surprised me there as uh, Jalen Brown just hit a shot with a level of difficulty of about a 9-plus on that yeah. one. Uh, but this is going to be a terrific game. And, you know, you're under right now. You, the only thing you're worried about is just not going to overtime. And even if they go to overtime, <laughs> I think you're pretty good. Pretty Yeah, 201 and a half are, are, are live total. I've got the, yeah, 212 and a half on that one. Celts up 32 to a 31. Uh, quick thoughts on the women's side here, going back to the, looking at the French Open, as Iga Sviatek, who has, has been so good since bursting onto the scene, plus yeah. 175 favorite. But in the nature of women's tennis, with how wide open yeah. it has generally been when Serena Williams is not involved, is it really fair to make Iga that, that short of a favorite in this tournament? I think it's a little bit short. I thought she should be about three to one. But when you look at Simona Halep, is not the same player coming back of injuries. Very dangerous. Don't like her odds. You know, a person you mentioned to me off air right now, 12 to 1, who I think is really good, great competitor, Paula Bedosa, uh, the Spaniard, really tough, can play well, has had success the last year, year plus. Uh, I think she's the one you keep an eye on. Krechikova, who won the French Open uh, last year, is the defending champion, but the problem is she's been injured. She hasn't played much. Osaka, this is not a surface for her. Maria Sakari just doesn't uh, perform well uh, at Grand Slam tournaments has, you yeah. know, just Mental, has had some mental struggles as well. Third Absolutely. sets of, of, of Grand Slams. Yeah. I would say you mentioned trying to find alternate ways yeah. to bet this. And unfortunately for us in Nevada, we don't have as many of these options. But if you're on the East Coast, like a Bedosa to win a quarter, get to a semi. That's exactly. That will be my favorite play of this, of this, at least on the women's side, depending on once the draws come out, assuming she's not stuck. Uh, at least in Iga's quarter. And to Paula Bedosa's credit, she is not the mental midget so many other players are on the men's and women's tour, right? She just gets out there and competes down a break, down a set, doesn't make a difference. She's going to go out and compete. Uh, and speaking of competing, yeah, Ongebert has a, a 
chance to break and go up two breaks in this third set on uh, Jesse Pagula. 4-2 there uh, in the third, and Pagula sends a backhand wide. So you, your bet uh, there is your Brewers about a minus 220 favorite coming in to win the Mutual Madrid Open. She is serving for the championship from all next. Yeah, but double break should be pretty good to get through. Pretty good. We're going to get uh, some NFL offseason thoughts from all coming up next. We'll also update all the scores as we roll on this busy Saturday afternoon edition of Betting Across America right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Kentucky Derby just a couple hours away, and right now VSIN is offering you a special 999 Kentucky Derby betting guide with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every race, plus best bets for the entire weekend, including the run for the roses. Again, post time in just over two hours. So get your copy now, 999 at slash derby guide. That is VSIN.com slash derby guide congrats to my co-host here amal shah cashing a ticket on jabur champion mutual madrid open 6-2 pulls it out in the final set over jesse pagula nice uh, cash for you there amal yeah and i tell you the clay courts taking these matches over is usually a pretty good proposition if you can get them. a lot of people don't put them up because they realize they're going to go over but uh circus had some totals here on the clay courts we saw it today with alcarez and with uh, novak goes 38 out of a possible 39 <laughs> games um, yeah. This one, you know, a similar situation here. You wind up with 18 and uh, another 826. So it gets over the total of probably 21 or 22, depending on where you got the number. Yeah, uh, it, it's something to look at, look out for going ahead because now we'll, we'll, we'll get the draws coming out. French Open uh, on the horizon as well. A, a great, even though like it, the data on the clay, it's, it's obviously very unique and different. You don't have as much to go off of because of the lack. It's not a hard court event. It's not a, you know, similar to Wimbledon where these are kind of, French Open is sort of its own thing. Wimbledon as well. The mall is kind of its own thing as well as, as it relates to past form, history, and, and overall numbers on those surfaces, which makes it uh, handicapping really interesting. And that's, that's why we, we like doing the deep dive. So uh, Jabur, the uh, the champ, the next matchup will be the second men's semifinal there where, as we talked about, uh, you all, you're, you're liking uh, the the position of Stefano Tsitsipas, who's about a $1.50 favorite against uh, Alexander Zverev at plus $1.30. They're, uh, they're just about set to get underway as soon as uh, the, they clear the court, get uh, get all the players on. That'll be the second uh, semi today. Uh, the quick update here in the NBA: Bucks thirty-eight, Celts thirty-five. Five minutes to go, second quarter. Uh, the shooting, I mean, it's it's gotten a little better, but uh, it, only only to a degree. I, I'm just sitting there watching this game, <laughs> thinking if you paid money to go to this game, this is horrific. Yeah. I mean, these two teams have been chipping paints uh, paint off the rim. I mean, it, it's been horrible. I, I mean, the last Bucks playoff game I went to was uh, Game Four. 2017 first round series against the Raptors where they scored 71 points at home. The Bucks did. Did you go voluntarily? I, I, I'm, a, I'm from Milwaukee. I'm a Bucks fan. I was like, this is great. Playoff <laughs> basketball. We've been so bad my whole life. And then they score 71 points. I, I got to tell you, if you called me up and said, hey, listen, I got tickets to you for the NBA finals and you can't sell the tickets, I would be like, give them to somebody else. <laughs> There's no way I would go. You sound like uh, my family garbage man in 2012 when the when the Bucks won like 12 games and we couldn't even give our tickets away to him. No, it has, it has nothing to do with that. I don't care who it's. I had a friend of mine call me up and goes, hey, I, I've got a suite for the Super Bowl. You want to come? I said, are you crazy? I said, who the hell wants to deal with 80,000 people when I can watch a game on TV? It's yeah, fair. I mean, like, you're at this game right now. <laughs> this has been one of the, I, I mean, there have been people running fives at Sunset Park that are playing better than this game. This is horrific. <laughs> I, I mean, are you kidding me? Nothing you, you're saying is false. Nothing, and, and think about this, right? Like, you know, you covered sports for a while. I, I've been fortunate. I've covered sports for a long time. 
and been able to attend a million games where I don't have to pay to get in. But I think about the amount of money people spend to go to these games. I mean, not to mention you get absolutely price gouged on parking and concessions. Oh, no way, man. I, look, I'm, I'm, and it's easy to say for us because we get to go to games for free and cover them. But it's like, yeah, how? how yeah, I don't know. I went to... And you can't live bet because the Wi-Fi situation, you know, with the, the internet. The um, the last big NBA event I went to was 2011 NBA Finals. I covered six games. And I got to tell you, I probably watched about six minutes of basketball. <laughs> I'm like, I look at the box score. I know what happened in the game. I don't need, yeah. I don't need to watch the game. This is so boring. This is, I, I think the product is terrible, but that's just me. I mean, you look at this game right now. There's no flow to it. Tatum no. misses a free throw on the other end. Giannis does what you talked about earlier. Comes down, misses a free throw. I just think that the, when you look at the price that people pay for these seats, I, I'm, I'm surprised. Look at these people here in the book. They're watching horse racing, baseball, tennis, basketball, hockey, everything. It's like 20 bucks, depending on, I mean, not those booths. And the there. beers don't cost as much as they do at uh, Pfizer no, or they anywhere do not. else. They, I mean, they do have people here with, with the bratwurst carts, so it makes you hey, feel you like, to you, get up. Makes like you makes you feel like you're back home uh, on uh, Water Street in, in Milwaukee. But yes, uh, Oh, and more bodies are hitting the deck here in, uh, in Milwaukee. So 38, 37 bucks, 441 to go. Bucks laying a point and a half live, 205 and a half is our live total. This was as low as 197 and a half. Uh, right now at 205 and a half, that closing total was at 211 uh, two, or 211 and a half. So we'll keep tabs on that. A couple other MLB games that uh, since we have last updated this have gone underway. Tigers and Astros. Erod uh, looking to right the ship here of, of an ERA north of five in Houston, taking on the A's. Nothing, nothing there, bottom of the second. White Sox and Red Sox also underway. They're all nothing, nothing, uh, bottom of the first. By the way, I don't understand in this uh, Bucks game, Jalen Brown just had a lane violation on another miss by Giannis at the free throw line. It wasn't called. They called the foul. I'm like, oh. it was so clear as day. I don't even understand what. Uh, <laughs> We're just ignoring it. I, that's what I'm I guess, saying. I guess. I don't know. At least we haven't had to deal with the, the, the ridiculous, the 10-second violations where Giannis takes like 18 seconds and then they decide to call the 10-second violation when they never have called a 10-second violation in the history of basketball. At least we don't, at least we don't get that this year because he's figured out his I, I, I understand the NBA is trying to appeal to masses and they're not going to make certain calls as Giannis with a beautiful left-handed dunk over Al Horford, but um, I don't know. I just would wish the NBA was consistent. That's why I love hockey right like you're going to call a certain go well, i shouldn't say that because half the time when it's tripping <laughs> they don't call it and then yeah. there are times where you're like wait you just called that it's just to, consistency easy, I, I, i'm i'm with you. easy to, to nitpick in this this has been a very it is nice we have a lot of other things to talk about amal than than if we were say just doing a bet cast on this game because that would be that would be a rough existence for uh for for both of us uh as we we turn our attention to as well i know we we've not gotten any nfl talk in yet this is a good time to do it nba game that's been brutal uh, we just had a, a just had a puck drop in Avalanche Predators, so that game is just underway in the NHL uh, playoff slate. Uh, we're kind of in the middle ground here of baseball. We have uh, we're in between as well on the tennis. So let's talk about you're you're always all in. I'm all in, but we also have a Malls A list, which I am one. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of your your Malls A list. Uh, talking NFL offseason so far. Now we've had a, a week to kind of digest the draft. We've had a good amount of probably 85 percent of free agency decisions have been made. Draft is uh, is now in the rearview mirror, Amal. If we look at the Amal's A list, what 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 teams are you high on coming out of this offseason period that uh, that you really like what they've done here since the end of the season? Well, I think you have to start number one with the Denver Broncos, right? They can make the best acquisition of the offseason, Russell Wilson. 
I've always had Russell Wilson as a top five quarterback and it doesn't change. Now you go to Denver in arguably the most competitive division on paper that I've ever seen in the NFL. So I think the Broncos have to be a favorite there. Um, I think the Cleveland Browns, if Deshaun Watson doesn't get suspended, this is a team that's in a great position to have success in the AFC North. Going with the Las Vegas Raiders, the acquisition of Devontae Adams and one Ben that has flown under the radar in Chandler Jones. I think Chandler mm-hmm. Jones is a huge difference maker. Doesn't get enough credit for what he's been able to do on the defensive front. And then I thought the Jets had a tremendous draft. I thought there were three pos- positions where you could argue that they got the best player available at that position. Starting with Sauce Gardner at the DB position, you might like Stingley. Uh, Garrett Wilson, you might like Drake London. And then, of course, Brees Hall at the tailback position. So for me, I thought the Jets had a tremendous amount of success in the draft. And then they also got Rucker to tight end, who I thought was terrific as well. Right. And I mean, every, these teams are all, it's what's unique about your list. You're all kind of in different positions. Where, yeah. And like for the Jets, I mean, if you're, you're a team in a franchise in a, in a setup like that, you just need as many position guys as you can get who are you know, tops at their, who you feel like are, are best available. They certainly knocked that out of the park. It now becomes what is the realistic expectation for them in a division where we've seen the, the Patriots really take a step back and like a lot of unrest there with their offseason. We're not really sure what, what we'll get out of uh, New England coming out this season. Miami appears to be a, a relative unknown once again this year. You know, qu- quarterback uh, quarterback issues as well there. And of course, Buffalo seems like the one known commodity in that, in that uh, division. I think the, the general thought is still going to be Jets are going to be fourth in that pecking order. But we know in the NFL... I, with the way the league is set up in parity, there are, there are always pathways to go from worst to, if not first, at least second, or in contention for a playoff position. Like, how realistic do you think that the jump should be thought of from this Jets perspective? Even I mean, again, it's it's three guys, three rookies. We're not sure how much they'll be able to do right away, but uh, how, like how how realistic should we believe in this Jets team, given all the past struggles with them, and and given you know where where the division is at right now? Well, you know, we saw um, Joe Burrow in his second year take a team to a Super Bowl. I'm not. I don't believe Zach Wilson makes that kind of jump, but I think this team is very capable of doing some very dangerous things. Um, one, I don't think Wilson will have the type of year Jamar Chase had. Chase has got tremendous speed, but uh, um, you know they're going to be an improved team. They've they've been a team that struggled for a long time, really an opportunity to to improve themselves, and I think they would do just that. But if people think they're going to all of a sudden supplant uh, the Buffalo Bills, I think they're sadly mistaken. That's that's probably two, three years away from them being very competitive, drafting well the next couple of years. Those things will all be a factor. And just to point it out, yeah, and I'm just just looking at it, yeah, we say like parity, NFL, you can go, you know, you can make big leaps. At the same time, the win totals are now out at, at DraftKings and a lot of other books. Buffalo, 11.5, Miami, 9, New England, 8.5. Jets, 5.5, though. I mean, it seem, that seems like a very realistic number to get over. It's, it's heavy juice, minus 145. Schedule release comes out Thursday, in which case we'll have a, a little better feel here, at least originally, Amal, but 5.5. Yeah, I would tend to lean over. I mean, look, last year they won a couple of games at home against Cincinnati and Tennessee that were manageable. Now if you've upgraded your roster and you got a rookie quarterback to a second-year quarterback, that makes a huge improvement in terms of how a team can perform. I think it's... I think the expectations might be a little bit low. I would have probably put the Jets at six. I, I thought make, making the overbetters have to win seven would have been a difference in my book. I'd ima- and based on the juice, I'd imagine a lot of books are going to get there. What is the juice at right now? Minus 145. Yeah, you're right. We'll yeah. All right. Amal's A-list. We love it. Little NFL talk. We'll get back to updating all the live action on the other side when we return here on Betting Across America. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get in the ring with BetMGM and you can win $200 for a $10 wager on the boxing showdown between Canelo Alvarez and Dimitri Bivol. Just use bonus code VSIN200. If the fight goes past the first round, you'll receive $200 back in free bets. Download the app or go to betmgm.com. Use promo code VSIN200 and bet $10 on the mega fight everyone's been waiting for. If the fight pass goes past the first round, you'll claim a $200 payday. Don't forget to watch live on DAZN tonight, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com. For terms and conditions, must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility restrictions as rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. We're back. Betting Across America presented by BetMGM with Amal Shaw. I'm Ben Wilson. 
we get to do something really fun, Amal, and that is to bring in the guy you're normally sitting yeah. next to. You, Dave Ross. Who, like Dave, I, I love sitting in this chair with them all because I, I just think about <laughs> the things he puts you through during the breaks. He gets to put oh, me man. through the same, the same exact ringer. And now we get to bring you on to talk uh, a little 2FC. Hope you're enjoying uh, your, your Saturday and your weekend of sports betting, my friend. I am. And, you know, I, I, I listened to the promo that you read about Bebo against uh, uh, against Canelo tonight. And Amal and I actually did a preview that hopefully you'll be watching when you watch the pay-per-view tonight. And Amal, since we did that taping a couple weeks ago here, uh, talking about that fight, which is going to be huge here in Las Vegas tonight, I actually think that the, the play here, and I wrote it up in uh, Points for Weekly this week, is I do like Canelo to teach Dimitri Bebo a bit of a boxing lesson kind of like what Floyd Mayweather did to a much younger Canelo Alvarez about 10 years ago. So even though they're about the same age now, watch for Canelo to really get on his bicycle early, not try to sit down on the power of the naturally bigger man in Demetri Bevel. And I think this is Canelo by decision. You can get that still at about a minus $1.20 if you don't nice. want to lay the five-plus dollars. That's the way I kind of handicap that one tonight. Dave, I completely agree with you. I think Saul Canelo Alvarez wins this fight, but I think it's going to be by decision. I think Canelo has now moved mm-hmm. into that role of uh, Floyd Mayweather where you're not going to win in Vegas unless you take him down. I thought Triple G won the first fight against Canelo uh, there, Ben, but he didn't get the decision to go his way. I think uh, you look at Dimitri Bivol, I think he's a guy, because of his size, it'll be a challenge here. Even though Alvarez is a hard puncher, it'll be difficult, mm-hmm. in my opinion, for him to get the knockdown. Um, I don't know if you guys have in front of you potentially the total in terms of rounds on this one. Probably Ten and a half. Minus Ten and a half, okay. half minus 260. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's going to go over, but I think it's going to be Canelo by decision, guys. All right. Yeah, I totally agree, gentlemen. And, and again, it's like Canelo now... You know, I, I don't know how Tyson Fury gets overlooked in the best overall pound-for-pound category because Canelo seems to have that distinction right now. I would put Tyson Fury right there uh, with what he's done in recent years. But Canelo is now that made manimal that you're referring to. And I agree. In order to win that, you're going to have to knock out Canelo Alvarez. I don't think he win it on the card. I don't think he gets the knockout tonight. Dimitri doesn't. So that's why Canelo, by decision, seems to make the most profitable sense. You know, I tend to agree with you on the pound for pound. For pound. I don't understand why Tyson Fury does get overlooked. I think the guy's a complete I boxer. I mean, nobody wants to take a shot at him. It was funny. I saw somewhere on social media, somebody said, well, he wouldn't be as good if he weren't as big. You know what? If Mike Tyson didn't hit as hard, he wouldn't be as good. I mean, give me a break. Can you include any more stupidity in your commentary? I mean, no, exactly. If I was, if I was six eight, I'd be in the NBA. I mean, like these are some of the dumbest things that people say about athletes. I just don't understand it. It's part of what makes Tyson Fury the dominant fighter that we saw. All that we got to witness that one together a couple of weeks ago in that great crowd over at Wembley Stadium. So, with all due respect to Canelo Alvarez. He does have that one loss in his record. Tyson Fury doesn't have that. And again, if we do remember that Floyd fight, it's the only time we've ever seen Canelo Alvarez look like a fish out of water in a sport that he now dominates. Hey, my, my dad told me my senior in high school, uh, Dave, I was going to grow seven inches. I'm, st- I'm still waiting for that. Uh, for that Whoa. Still, still hasn't happened. Come on. Well, would, that make you, would that make you 7'2 since you're 6'5 now? No, that's, that's, that is not accurate. But you're, you're always trying to pump me up. You can't have a better guy than Dave Ross <laughs> to sit there and pump you up. But, you know. <laughs> that's, a true, that's a true statement right there. I mean, I, I didn't realize Wilson was 6'5. I didn't even realize that's, that. That's, but. Okay. We're, we're, we're in, the, in the ballpark, certainly. Certainly, yeah. uh, there we go. Uh, so we talk about the, the Canelo fight as well. And we, in addition to that, it's it's so unique that we have not only this uh, this huge 
a fight in the in the boxing ring tonight here in Las Vegas, but also a massive UFC card. Uh, Dave, I know you and uh, and Gamblin Lou were on, the, and you had the first strike recording yesterday, oh, yeah. right after the big news breaks, where uh, Charles Oliveira fails to make weight there. And is it, I think there's a lot of casual UFC betters out there who are looking at the at the numbers today, and they're thinking, oh wait, Oliveira, he missed weight. Uh, the fight is still going on. The number is coming crashing mm-hmm. down. It's now as low as minus one thirty here. Behind us, it's at uh, yep. Bet MGM. Still minus one forty behind us at Circa. Down as low as plus one ten in the market on uh, Justin Gaethje. So at least from the obviously from the long term perspective, we know Oliveira. If he wins, it's just a vacant uh, title here. What is the realistic yep. impact though of that particular news on a fight like this? And are, are you in uh, in agreement here with the way this line has really come tumbling down to earth over the last twenty four forty eight hours? Absolutely. And I'll tell you this, Ben, too. You mentioned it as we were taping first strike yesterday. And we do that right after the weigh-ins are done because our guys like Lou Finicaro and certainly Nick Likas, who sets those numbers right behind you at Circa. You know, I have Nick on to begin the show. And we talked about where the, the line move went. And once that news broke by Oliveira, it, it's, a, it's an indicator of a, of a couple possible different things. One is he could be hiding an injury. And that's why a guy like Oliveira all of a sudden couldn't make weight at 155. Now, look, he has missed weight many times in the past, but that was at 145 pounds. Since he moved up to 55, he didn't have these issues. So we're really trying to read between the lines. Now, I will say he looks normal now, rehydrated here as we get ready to step into the octagon today. Some people think it won't be as big of an effect uh, as I think it will. And Justin Gacy knows these. These are the kind of mind games that you know, the knock on Oliver was back in the day before he became a champion. You could break him. I put that in air quotes. Uh, mentally, and now you strip him of the title. What effect does that have for a guy who works so hard to get that lightweight championship and then really become looking like a dominant champion in this weight class? And now Gacy was sitting back. He was tweeting out, hey, man, sucks for you. You missed Wade. and got a big steak dinner as he got, you know, got ready to, for his final preps and final meals before today. I was one of the few that was on the side of Justin Gaethje before the news broke. So I got the number much better at $1.40 on Gaethje. Those numbers are long gone now. I still think I'm on the right side. The only thing that really changes my handicap here is I wonder if Oliveira doesn't have the normal stamina that he would have to drag this fight on into the later, later rounds. Gaethje trains with Team Elevation. Trevor Whitman, one of the best coaches uh, in MMA. He's going to be, by the way, cornering not only Justin Gaethje, but the other title fight, rather, Rosen Amiunas as well. Shows you how great Trevor Whitman is. So I'm going to back those two fighters that Trevor Whitman has tonight. And I just wonder if the fight is a faster pace than what I anticipated. Because initially, I liked the overall one and a half, and I got it juiced at minus a dollar sixty. Now it's up as high as two dollars. But that that is not as solid a choice as I thought I was making before the Oliveira news came out. Because my initial thought was, contrary to what people believe, they might pace themselves in the first round, knowing they have all five. Now I wonder if Oliveira goes for broke a little bit more inside of his mind thinking I might have to have the juice to go all five. Yeah, no, that's a fa- fascinating way to uh, to look at it. Again, uh, he's Dave Ross. You probably already follow him on Twitter at uh, DRoss Sports, but in, in the odd chance that you don't, uh, give, give him a follow there on the Twitter machine. I know you have some other plays as well. We just flashed him up on the uh, on the screen, Dave. Uh, you mentioned the, the Nama Yunus yeah. fight as well, your, your other title fight, uh, but you've got uh, a quartet of plays uh, here coming out for UFC 274. <laughs> what else do you like here as we get closer and closer to the main card getting underway? I, you know, Brandon Royval and Matt Schnell is going to be a very uh, captivating fight. And I know a lot of people think there's finishing potential there at, at 125 pounds. And there is because both these guys go for subs and certainly they have the cardio to do it. But 
they're also really good at being able to take punishment, get out of bad situations if they find themselves in those on the ground. So I actually think at plus money, take the over two and a half there. Roy Hall is going to go for broke early. I don't think he's going to get Chanel out of there, who's, who's very, very tough. And because of that, I think it will become a war of attrition. And I like that one to go over two and a half rounds, leading towards a decision there. And, and again, look, I know Cowboy Cerrone, a lot of people are going, how can you back him laying a dollar seventy? Well, that number is actually inflated today. So I think I got the better price there. It just feels like Joe Lozon could win this fight if he wanted to wrestle against the legend, two re- uh, legends, ra- rather, in the octagon together in what feels like a legends fight uh, and one for the uh, Hall of Famers to be here. But I don't think Lozon's going to do that. I think he's going to give the people what they want, which is a show from these two living legends inside the octagon. And because of that, he's going to fight Cowboy Cerrone's fight. If it's a stand-up kickboxing match, advantage Cowboy. I think it's going to be tailor-made. Joe Lozon's going to walk right into him and do it willingly. So I like that fight to go the way of the Cowboy. And I lean towards the over in that one, which is also uh, plus money right now to go over two and a half rounds. And as high now as minus 215 behind us, uh, Dave, here here at Circa. So as always, we appreciate it. It's it's going up. It's going up. Uh, People are riding riding the Cowboy. And it's going up. But as always, we encourage you to, uh, if you have time check out first strike dave you recorded that with our guys Recoon, nicolikas uh, lufa nicaro always uh, always love watching that and uh, dave i know i appreciate you letting me sit in your chair today getting to hang with them all here but uh, i'm sure it'll be a fun card for you tonight so we appreciate the time as always and best of luck with those plays you've got uh, for us on the card tonight very quickly guys also did first strike first look on tuesday with ricardo lamas one of the last men to beat Charles Oliveira at 145 pounds. Give that a listen as well to get uh, insight from the fighter that knows Oliveira the Beautiful. best. Beautiful. Love it. And we love them. All right, that's Dave Ross. We come back. Our final hour is up next right here on Betting Across America. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 